0: Sick of
1: this. Get those just eat fools on the line, honey. We're gonna do this doggy stare. Display team blessed. Display to the mess. Pottery? Very useful. Anthony, people will always need plates.
0: Or mash gets
1: smashed. Hello and welcome to Fads. This is the second news round of this month for October 2020. I'm here with Indigo. Hello Indigo. Hello.
0: I'm here as well. Uh, I've been allowed to come back despite all of my microphone problems.
1: (laughs) uh, I haven't been rejected. (laughs) Yeah that is a point. Hopefully people can tell the difference that both me and Indigo have nabbed microphones with permission from our respective universities so hopefully the quality is somewhat better
0: quality is going to go through the roof guys this week you're going to be like wow they don't even sound like the same people anymore
1: exactly we're going to be burning their ears off with our crisp <laughs> audio
0: unless i've messed up how
1: i've plugged in this microphone the whole thing sounds like garbled nonsense can you imagine how silly we would sound at this point with our rubbish audio <laughs> like
0: we're picking up these good microphones <laughs> and everything is just Ten times worse. Exactly. I'm slightly worried that this microphone is like so powerful that it's going to pick up on the like cars and stuff outside. Oh, that would be interesting.
1: Hopefully no one has noticed and this is just complete news to them. The first news mm. story.
0: Yes. Speaking of news, our first story <laughs> this week... That was a seamless transition. <laughs> our first story this week is uh, an American news story.
1: Yes, this one I thought was relevant, even though it's American and we're in the UK. I still think it's relevant because it does transfer over. But yeah, so this is from the 15th of October. It's about how more out-of-house advertising and less digital adverts have been on the rise according to the OAAA. And for anyone who doesn't know what the OAAA is, it means the Out-of-Home Advertising Association of America. Wow,
0: <laughs> that, is, that is a title and a half.
1: Like, uh, yeah. it's Quite. Is it an acronym? Is that what it is? Yeah, that would be what it is. It's an acronym. Mm. So this is the news that out-of-home advertising is becoming more and more popular since the COVID-19 lockdowns. 45% of American adults have said that they are noticing the format more than before the pandemic began. This heightened awareness is particularly pronounced among those ages 18 to 54.
0: Mm, so the findings for this were based on an online survey, is that right? Um, carried out by the Harris Poll, yes. which is on behalf of the
1: OAAA. Yeah, the study was from a representative sample of 2,058 US adults, and that was in September. I mean, 2,000, like, America is a big
0: country, so 2,000 people is not a huge sample.
1: No, and it's quite an odd number as well. It seems like those would it was just the odd ends of who replied to an email mm. sort of thing. Yeah.
0: So the Consumer Trends and OHH found 68% of U.S. consumers worry that they are (laughs) devoting too much time to their devices and screens, prompting too many to actively tune out of digital online ads.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like I say, it's for America, but I feel it's true for the U.K. too, because I find myself being more willing to give time to ads that are actually physical and outside than I am on a computer. Like, I just... I feel like it hurts my eyes and I'm I'm just not willing to stare at an advert on a computer or a screen of any sort. Yeah,
0: I, when I'm looking at stuff on the internet, like I'm aware of, of advertising on websites, you know, like banners along the side. But they just irritate me. I don't think I've ever paid attention to anything on these adverts. I get frustrated mm. when I see them because, like, they're blocking part of a website that I'm trying to use or they're just causing me a mm. disturbance whereas if like I'm out on the train or I'm waiting for the bus and I see a poster I might actually pay more attention to it.
1: Yeah mm. it's more entertainment then when it's actually outside and you're waiting for something and it's all you've got to look at. you like I'm almost glad of it when I see it. Yeah like I me, mean, I lived in London and you used to, the tube a lot to travel when you're sat
0: on the tube you've got nothing really to do apart from stare at the adverts as you're going by they've got them like mm. Up at the top of the seating area, and also the big billboards in the on the platforms, and I pay attention to those adverts. Like there's some that I can
1: still vaguely remember now. Same. I remember visiting London on the tube, and there was one that was it was something like you'd rather read this advert than look at the person across from you, and (laughs) it was good. They have good adverts in the tube sometimes. They know what they're talking about. They just they know they know what they're talking about. Mm. Definitely. But anyway, we digress moving on to the second story this one is also from the 15th of october and this is that carlsberg has named grey its new advertiser for 178 years carlsberg has been around and probably has some of the best advertising in the world we know this because we've all heard of the drink so that has to be down to advertising really the story is basically announcing that a likely rebranding is going to be coming and this is after in 2017, they took on a more sophisticated approach, linking the drink to its Danish heritage with an advert called The Danish Way. Then the brand made their framed wordmark more clean and modern, as well as introducing a caviar bill beer to add to the premium impression. This was in stark contrast to the brand's promoting of tweets that claimed the beer tasted like piss. <laughs> I mean, I have seen those, those tweets.
0: I mean I can't imagine that caviar beer tastes good like I've never had caviar but isn't caviar fish eggs?
1: Yeah when I saw that I wasn't sure if that was actually what it was like I've never come across it. A fish egg flavoured beer is just not like flavoured beer is not something that
0: I can particularly imagine because beer's got such a strong flavour on its own but a mm. fish egg flavored beer is e- even more crazy,
1: yeah, like I wasn't sure if it was just like sort of to give the impression of the prestige of caviar because i I think tasting like piss would be getting off pretty easy if they have actually brewed some fish eggs mm nice fishy beer for you <laughs> mm. Mm.
0: but so before their rebranding and uh moving on to working with Grays. The brand worked with Fold7 and they will continue to work with them on local UK adverts, as well as the Carlsberg beer serving systems. So the the brand integrates, is like like an expansion.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, since Covid, with the lack of live sporting events and closure of pubs, the company has seen a drop in sales and... To mark this, operating sales fell by 8.9% in the first half of 2020, which is obviously when mm-hmm. COVID hit. And they're hoping Grey will be able to pull them back despite the circumstances, because I mean, we're still in COVID. I guess they're just adapting at this point. Which leads on to their new advert with Grey called Adopt a Keg. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: like like all those adopter dogs or uh, adopter lion kind of adverts.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's it's a very sweet ad, like, the keg is being put forward by the narrator in a way that actually does make you feel sorry for it, like, it gives that, it does leave that taste in your mouth where you're like, oh, the poor keg. And it's it's kind of showing that they're thinking a bit outside the box. Yeah, I mean, President and Chief executive Chair of Grey Europe and the Vice President of Global Creative Board, he said, With Adopt a Keg, we showed we could think outside the box, even for specific situations like COVID-19. Mm.
0: I guess this is interesting and in our COVID special, uh, which Mm. you should go back and listen to if you haven't listened already, uh, we talked about how a lot of a lot of the advertising industry shrank, I guess, during COVID, like companies were shrinking their advertising budgets, Mm. they were worried about spending a lot of money on advertising when people are not actually going out and buying products. So it's interesting to see now the flip where Carlsberg recognised that they've lost money during Covid because people can't go to the pub. And I guess like that's where most people drink Carlsberg. Mm. Most pubs have it on tap.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I find it strange in the advert. They seem to be actually flogging kegs like they want people to go out and buy a keg, which I'm interested to see how that does. Because I suppose I don't drink anyway, but I wouldn't think someone would go out and buy a whole keg when you can't really have parties Mm. even.
0: I mean, Christmas is coming up, so maybe some people are thinking about getting in a a nice healthy stock of alcohol for the season.
1: (laughs) Wow, that'll be the new Coca-Cola style ad. (laughs) Just a truck full of kegs.
0: I don't think Carlsberg would get away with using um, Santa Claus. (laughs) Um,
1: Okay, what is the next new story? Yes,
0: so our next story is about Tata Group's jewelry ba- brand um and they've run into a bit of trouble with a multi-faith ad so this is also from the 15th of october that the jewelry brand tenish owned by indian conglomerate tata group decided to pull down the ad bar- from its youtube page after receiving criticism for the campaign on social media so a bit of sort of uh, social media justice going on here
1: hmm Yeah, the advertisement was released on the 9th of October. It was essentially to promote the new line from the leading jewellery brand to build up the festive momentum. In it, in the advert, it comprises a 45-second video depicting a Muslim family preparing a traditional South Indian baby shower for their pregnant Hindu daughter-in-law. The storyline of the ad was described as such She is married into a family that loves her like their own child. Only for her, they go out of their way to celebrate an occasion that they usually don't. A beautiful confluence of two different religions, traditions, and cultures. Mm. Yeah, I mean, people had a lot of trouble with that. But, I mean, legally, the Advertising Standards Council of India, otherwise known as the ASCI, issued an official communication on the much-debated ad stating that it had no objection in the airing of the advert. And that also goes hand-in-hand with the Advertising Agencies Association of India, which is another official national organisation of advertising agencies. Mm. They have also come out in support of the advert. So it's literally just the public reception of the advert is what has brought it down. There is no actual legal problem with it. I mean, they've obviously acted
0: very quickly because it's only, you know, from the 9th to the 15th, that is a very Mm. quick turnaround for them to pull the advert Um, And actually, I mean, a few people liked and praised the ad for an attempt of being inclusive and talking about blending cultures. Mm. But there was a hashtag, uh, which was hashtag Boycott that was trending on Twitter on Monday. um, And it was accompanied by a whole slurry of abuse for the ad.
1: Yeah, I mean... Obviously, this hasn't come under my radar. I haven't seen the original ad, and I guess we never will now, but I don't dislike the whole idea, but fair enough. People take it how they take it. But once Tanishq decided to pull the ad, Tata Group put an official statement out, including, We are deeply saddened with the inadvertent stirring of emotions and withdraw this film, keeping in mind the hurt sentiments and well-being of our employees, partners, and store staff. And that concerned me, because I thought, wow, they the store staff must have actually been receiving abuse, like physical, verbal abuse as well, for the ad. Yeah, that is that is sad. I mean, if that was happening, that is very
0: unfortunate for the people who, like, work for this company. Mm. Yeah. I just, without seeing the advert and without being someone from one of these backgrounds where I have a cultural understanding of what people were upset about... It's very hard to make like a a judgment i think it sounds like they were trying to be inclusive but maybe missed the mark Mm.
1: okay onwards to is this our fourth story now i've lost count maybe we should number them
0: in in the document for future
1: reference (laughs) i i think this is maybe our fourth story Okay, so this is the fourth news story, and this is all about how Channel 4 has used the ad break of Gogglebox to highlight abuse faced by UK customer-facing staff. This story was published on the 19th of October, and looking at the research, it's quite awful the abuse that people face working with customers. Yeah. Customer-facing staff working in the UK experience over 400 abuse incidents every day. 43% of shop workers say they have been threatened with physical violence and one in five mentioned the use of a knife. That is horrible. Like that is genuinely horrific
0: to think that people are facing this kind of abuse because of their, like, not because of anything that they are doing, just because of their jobs. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like we should explain what customer facing staff is because it's a slightly weird term but that's basically any like any person who's working who has to deal with customers like see them face to face so your shop assistants um, cashiers waitresses like people that work with the public in their jobs
1: Mm. this is so the research they've done has resulted in an impactful hashtag together against hate campaign and it features recordings and cctv footage of both verbal and physical abuse experienced by each company's employees and they're trying to deliver the message that this is not okay i just saw a bit of the ad and it's quite an it is an impactful advert yeah the ad break will air during gogglebox on friday the 16th of october 2020 and it illustrates some of the 400 plus abuse incidents that uk customer facing staff experience every single day
0: yeah, I mean it's pretty, it's like pretty horrific, um, thinking mm-hmm. about how much goes on. So the the ad itself, um, Channel Four worked with um, Nationwide Building Society, with Co-op and with Network Rail to highlight this abuse that staff are facing.
1: I like they're getting big names that people actually know. It shows it's well supported.
0: Yeah, yeah, and. I mean, it's an important issue that people don't really talk about as well.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, on to the next story. Off we go. (laughs) So this is about the launch of a London indie ad agency. Uh, So Mother has given birth to a new independent (laughs) creative agency called Other to better reflect new circumstances for business and consumers. Located in the Mother Family Home on Redchurch Street in Hackney, this fledgling agency will report to the Global Chief Executive Officer Michael Wall and Mother Founder Robert
1: Saville. Mm, I would like to know if it is a play, like if it's just a quirky name for Other, or if it's because they've taken off the M. That
0: did occur to me as well. Uh, are they referring it themselves to them having given birth? This because that is very funny given the given the name of the company.
1: Yeah, I mean the story is um, from the drum, where I source a lot of the news stories. So I'm assuming. So no, I think it was just the wittiness of the writer mm. that, of the journalist that said Mother has given birth to a new independent creative agency.
0: Mm. So I mean Mother is like an international advertising agency, and this is their London branch that's created this new company right
1: yes and i'm quite interested to see what they're going to come out with because mother is responsible for the witty kfc ads i know i believe were they the ones in charge of that billy eilish no that was saatchi and saatchi Mm. but mother is a really good advertising agency they have really witty stuff yeah Onwards to the next story. Yes. So this is
0: the announcement of Naresh Ram Chadani, who is going to be the new president of D&AD for 2021.
1: Yes. I love D&AD. Have you had a look on their website and the things they do? I feel like their website is
0: so classy. Like, web design-wise, it's so slick. Mm. But it's not just the announcement of this guy is the president. They also announced um, their deputy president for this year, which is Rebecca White.
1: Mm. So, the DNAD president is elected annually from the board of trustees. And what got him into the role, according to the DNAD website, is Naresh's commitment to creativity, diversity, and environmental activism. He's expressed it in part through the environmental nonprofit he helps to run called Do the Green Thing, which is a nice name.
0: Mm, although I think it's an interesting system that they obviously change the president very regularly.
1: Yeah, it seems to be yearly, I guess, because Rebecca Wright will take over and become the president for DNAD next year for the years twenty one slash twenty two. mm
0: So it's quite yeah quite interesting that they have such a frequent turnover of company presidents. I guess maybe that helps mm. them to keep particularly fresh in the way they run things.
1: Yeah, I mean. I think it might be a bit too often, but mm. if that's what does it for them, I mean we like their service so they must be doing it right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So our next news story is that DNA D they do an annual every year and it's usually a physical copy, but this year, free of charge, they'll be making a digital one and it's going to be available on their website in November. It will include the same content as previous years as well as including more editorial content to create a deeper more insightful understanding of the pencil winning work and it's going to be done through a suite of insight interviews with judges behind the scenes sessions with winners and thematic reports. I think that sounds awesome I'm going to be prowling through
0: that. It's nice that they're doing it online because I think paper copies right now with the coronavirus pandemic are
1: not they're not
0: a very good idea, really. No, plus,
1: I suppose it's also... I, I would say it's to cut expenses, but they're giving it out for free, which I think is really generous, because it's such a good resource, and they could easily charge for it.
0: Mm,
1: yeah. So the reasons that they've given, personally,
0: for why they're moving to the online version is it's more accessible to everybody, uh, they don't have to charge if there are no fees to print. Though, mm-hmm. so, as you just said, I'm sure the people that are writing that, you know, that there's a cost in the production, even if you're not considering print. So it is very generous. But they're also um, citing that it's more sustainable, environmentally friendly. You know, you're not wasting paper. Yeah. And the pandemic has acted as a kind of uh, catalyst, propelling them into more digital approaches in their work.
1: Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I prefer flicking through a magazine. I don't like reading stuff online, but for this, you know, it's just the way it is. But what I did like is that to replicate the serendipity of flicking through a physical book, the annual will feature a randomised tour to surface creative work randomly and democratically. Which sounds like a bit of fun, but I imagine I just get pages I don't want to see. I like it, though. It's a good... It's a good little quirk. It's it's
0: fun if you're wanting to come across something that you wouldn't normally look at.
1: Yeah. I would like to I would like to know how thick mm. the annuals usually are. They've got a few in the library here at uni and they are quite a beast. I can't imagine flicking through all that online. It'd be interesting. Yeah,
0: I suppose it'll have a contents page so you'll be able to single out the stuff that you want to look at. But maybe that's why something like the random generator, I guess is so useful because you know if you think well i want to read something but i don't know what and i know that it needs to be about advertising you might come across something very interesting that in such Mm -hmm. a large annual you wouldn't have paid two
1: seconds of thought to exactly yeah also as a side note the annual will be designed by studio dunbar have you do you know anything by studio dunbar do i i i have now googled their website so indeed i do (laughs) I'm looking at their past work for Amsterdam. Yeah, I can see why DNA D have gone for these because it. I I think they must be the people that do their website, do the DNA website because their artwork looks very reminiscent of the style that DNA D have. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a look. It is definitely a look. I can see on their website they've got the DNA D Imagine Everything. Oh, and that's the. So this is the sort of branding that came up on the awards video. Yeah,
0: I quite like the, this, this style that they've gone for. I, I particularly like how much they're using text. It's very clever. It's all very swish. Mm. And to describe it for people who are not going to look this up. <laughs> so they use a lot of text, but almost they're using the text to make pictures or to make textures. Um, and it's just it's very visually interesting.
1: Yeah, like the work they've done for Camulus Park, they've literally, they're changing like little geometric shapes to form letters. They're very text based. Mm. Okay. That was our final news story for the second half of October. And so concludes our news round of fads.
0: Yeah, well, I hope that everyone enjoyed it and found the uh,
1: stories interesting. Yes, indeed. Thank you for listening. We love you lots. <laughs> Do we though? <laughs> You're a scientist!